Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your favorite blockhead this is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and mma into one heck of an amazing podcast you can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at your favorite do me a huge favor and listen to brian's show you'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend now as i said let's get into today's topic Okay, I want to know your worst job you ever had. Tell me. There's it's one word short. that can describe it, but then I'll have to use more words because only you will understand. All right. Rupal. Okay, now continue. I worked at a trucking company, and I had this, I don't know, boss, I guess. And every single email she would write was, please advise, was at the end. And it was just so annoying. And then she would throw us under the bus if anything went wrong, despite the fact that it was actually her fault. And just, like, devise all these dumbass rules. Ugh. This was the lady. She cramped my style, This man. was the lady that used to insist that all emails went through her, right? So, like, anything you were going to send to the client, she would intercept. And anything the client was going to send to you, she would intercept. So, if you understand what I'm getting at, she was in full control over both sides of this, of this well, discussion. And she would edit the emails. Because she could edit their emails out. And only give you what she wants you to know. And when you reply, she can do the same thing to the client. Edit the emails and only tell them the things she wants them to know. And meanwhile, right. the client thinks they've told you this. And you think you've told the client that. And that creates major problems. You want to know when it creates a problem? When I get on the phone with said client. And they're like, but I told you last week. And I was like, no, you didn't. This is what you told me last week. And they're like, no, I definitely said the other thing. Yeah, that was when it caused a problem. What about you? When, what's your worst job story? That's that's kind of crazy. I mean, my worst job story isn't really about a specific job, but more like a specific time frame at a specific job. So, like, okay. I had just taken over the entire technology department of this, you know, decently sized you know they were around four million a year in revenue so they were decently sized company you know and took it over and then i was tasked to kind of forge a procedure that would allow us to build the software that they wanted to build at the speed they wanted to build it with which was excuse the french fucking fast like lightning fucking fast and no matter what i said like that's not right it's not gonna work they pushed and pushed and pushed and i'm gonna tell you when they put the standards up here we performed up here so you know anyway point being they worked our fucking asses off and we did it because we wanted to be right Uh uh-huh okay and had one of the guys that was one of the owners, they would divide responsibility for the different department heads. So he had the marketing guy and me. And that kind of made sense because marketing drives website changes. 
marketing sometimes drives programs that are going to be offered to customers that you have to write code for. It all totally made sense, right? The way it was set up. But he was so rude to both of us that one time I had to hire a contractor. We, we, we gave them a quote of so many hours and they said, what would happen if there were two of you working full time? Oh, this is what it would do, you know? And they were like, good, do it. So we had the contractor working. We worked like 80 hours straight, both of us. And what we did, we put it out. It just worked perfectly. It solved a huge problem and there were zero bugs, zero. I'm wow. not sure if you understand the magnitude of I do. 160 hours of work by two different people having enough testing having been done that we came out with zero bugs. That's amazing. And so we're sitting there and we're listening to him complain about something after this all went out. And it had been like eight days and he hadn't said anything to us until this day. And on this day, it's just bitch and moan, bitch and moan, bitch and moan, bitch and moan. And, you know, my partner looks at him and goes, you know, it'd be nice. I understand that there might be some problems in the software, but, you know, we were given a priority. And we just delivered that priority. So it'd be nice if you'd recognize that achievement. And he looks at me and he goes, how do you feel about that? And I said, I completely agree with him. I think that you should call us out on the things that are going wrong, but you should give us praise for the things that are going right. And he goes, oh, you do, huh? You think that I should just give you praise for things that are going right, huh? Well, let me ask you a question, Mike. And that's how he said it, too. Let me ask you a question, Mike. What if the, I came in here tomorrow and I flipped on the light switch and the light came on? Do you think I'm going over and picking up the phone and calling the electrician and saying, yo, electrician, it's bleep, bleep, bleep from bleep, 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 bleep. And I just want to tell you, thank you, that your lights turned on again this morning. All right. Hopefully, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Click. I mean, do you really think that's how it would work? And You did like, say thank you to the electrician like, when he wired the building exactly, initially. Exactly. That's what we told him. And he, he was like, you know, so that's what it is. When the light switch is flipped on, you just expect the lights to come on. So when you guys write code, we just expect it to work. Well, yeah. If you come to me and you freaking say, I want that text on that screen to be red and I don't, and I put it out and it's still black. Yeah. I'm a dumbass. I screwed up big time. Uh-huh. But if I work 160 hours and it's bug free and was 40 hours under the projected budget, 40 hours and bug free. And that's why we were 40 hours under because that projection included bug fixes of about a week. Right. Right. Two hours, two 20 hour days, 20 hour weeks for each of us or one 20 hour for each of us or two total. And the long and short of it was he wasn't going to give any praise. He expected it to work like that. What a dick. And even though you try to explain to him, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though you try to explain to him that, dude, it's about the percentage chance of this happening. It's about the fact that, hey, forget about the fact that it actually works. How about the fact? How about the fact that we came in 20% under budget? That's really the part that should have been praised. Because yeah. I, I can, I can understand expecting people to do their job well. 
but doing their job extremely well and coming in 20% on 25%, no, 20% under yeah. is a big fucking deal. And well, that's the thing. I, I, I get your point. I personally think both things should be praised because in a development effort, you do strive to be as bug free as possible, but it's unheard of to have no bugs for a project that size. Unheard yeah. of. Uh, because it, don't forget, it had to integrate into legacy code that was already there. It wasn't like we had to like completely write a completely new module that faxed the orders. Okay. So, and like received the faxes as well. We had to write every, the, completely rewrite the code. And we had to make it so that if, if you had an order for CPK in Seal Beach and you'd already faxing it to them, and you know that their phone is busy, you don't put them in the queue right away. You move them that order back two spaces because the whole object is just for things to just keep boom, 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 just keep flowing, right? Yeah. Maybe we should get into what prompted us to come up with this topic of yeah, conversation. I think so. But it's interesting what she came up with because I don't remember the number, but they call them horror stories so she's gonna tell you what it is but horror stories just stick to those words when you hear them people share horror stories from the worst job they ever had horror stories okay from the worst job they ever had this is sourced from a reddit thread so i'm gonna listen because i've never heard these and these people vented about the worst job they ever had experiences that range from the simply boring to the brutally dehumanizing all right number one number one waiting tables at a retirement home, a combination of entitled old people and a coworker who constantly took over the tasks you were doing and then complained that they had to do everything. The day after I quit, she asked me to cover a shift for her. Telling her to fuck off was an amazing feeling. Okay. That one's pretty tame. I think they're in the right. I mean, they didn't. Ha- I mean, that's, let's be real. They didn't have to tell them to fuck off. You know, they didn't have to be rude at the end if that's what your people want to call it. All right, I'm just going to play devil's advocate with those people. They didn't have to be rude, but didn't have to be nice either. Well, and it's I, not required of them to be nice. I could see that job being pretty terrible. Yeah. And probably kind of comparable to my Rupal job. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I don't M- usually name people on our mine podcast, is just Mine but. is just the person who doesn't show appreciation for anything that you do. That's just the bottom line and but but yeah like it is kind of reminiscent of your situation that you described it really is like it's very reminiscent of that um yeah. so you of course then would kind of connect to that a little bit better right you know but all right number two what's number two hotel housekeeping if it comes out of the human body i've cleaned it up i started in a by the hour motel when i was 14 owned by a woman who didn't bother with hazardous waste procedure, and I cleaned up what looked like a murder scene with nothing but bleach and kitchen gloves. I walked into that room and was absolutely positive that when I pulled the shower curtain open, there was going to be a body in the bathtub. Thankfully, there wasn't, just blood everywhere. The owner refused to let me report it, made me clean it, and I didn't want to get in shit for bleaching a murder scene at 14, so I never did call the cops. Do you see what happens? That's horrifying. But do you see what happened? I would be traumatized forever. But but seriously though, but still. Just tell me what you think happens. Think about <laughs> it. Think about it. This guy, this guy not only is he traumatized for life for having to experience that, but 
He's also traumatized because he knows and he carries with him the thought that someone was either severely injured in that room or murdered in that room. And calling the police could have helped lead to the capture of whoever murdered them. But because he never called, those people probably got away with the murder. Right. All right. So that's, I don't know, that just pisses me off to an extent. Right? Just but can you imagine the other things this person had to clean up working in a by-the-hour motel? Yeah, it's disgusting. Given that that certain people who frequent people who frequent by-the-hour motels oh, might yeah. be into some very scary things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Them anyway, ladies sure could. If you catch my drift. Them huh? ladies. Huh? Them ladies. All righty. Corn detasseler. Corn detasseler? Okay. Corn detasseling downwind from a pig farm. Well, you don't notice the smell after a half an hour, so just corn detasseling in general. Back breaking, skin shredding, walking down rows of corn in the hot sun all day while some old kid checks up the row behind you and throws tassels that you missed at you. I would think this person is actually just complaining about farm work. Working on a farm smells like shit and is backbreaking. So you think they like made an analogy for their actual situation by giving us a different situation that was similar. No, no. I'm saying every other person complaining about farm work is complaining about the exact same thing, that it's backbreaking and smells like shit. Gotcha. Okay. I thought you were saying they were making it sound like it was about farm work. And I was like, well, of course they would. That way they would get more people to support them, you know. Cool. Next one. Street canvas. What number is this? I skipped a couple because they were stupid. Oh, okay. So they're not in order anymore. No. no problemo. Have you ever been the most hated person on a busy city street? Do you want to spend your entire day around sleazy salesman types, scammers, drug addicts, runaways, the homeless, and the mentally ill? Do you want to develop a drinking problem? Do you have any interest in totally in a totally misleading job description and minimum wage? Are you clever enough to underreport cash donations and pocket the overage? If yes, well, this might be the career for you. Street canvasser. Okay. Those are all the things he had to put up with during his job. He just wrote it in a kind of questiony, sales pitchy type of way. Okay, but but here's the thing, guys just a thought but all these people who say that they're so honest and that this company forced them to lie and underreport their tips and blah 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 they may have told you that you had to do it or you wouldn't keep your job but it didn't mean you had to do it because every single person that says no puts them in a position where they got no employees left and trust me i've been there with a smaller business and they were they folded so fast it wasn't even funny (laughs) and you know that's what happens like that's why i say you don't necessarily need a um preconceived idea of a union in any business i think you can use the power of people's you know approach they all want one thing so they're gonna fucking go get that thing you know Yep. And people do that. They weird ass things happen. You're next to people that last time on a different issue you would hate and they'd be on the other side. And over here you got arms around each other. That's the thing about it is if you were an, if you're an activist, you can't take it too seriously. 
gone a long way on long way off the topic on this one. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> You're right. That's true. I suck. Unemployment Sorry. insurance call center worker. Ooh, I they don't have a good job. No. I worked in a call center handling unemployment insurance for the employer fighting the claims. It really sucks to be good. What? <laughs> it really sucks to be good at clerical work that literally prevents poor people from getting assistance. I quit after 10 months of throwing up before work every day. Oh, wow. I don't I think I can do that. that job either. I can see that because I couldn't either. I think you really have to be you really have to be able to turn off your empathy response to do a job like that. And I but can't. see, I have the ability to do that. And I 100% would not do it. I would not choose to do it in that situation because I only use it 100% of the time. The only time I ever use it is if not using it will hurt me. So, like, if ever someone hurt me so bad that they, like, cut me to the bone, you would see me just turn off my emotions. Click. And then you'd know, oh, shit. He's done. And that's really it. And it's true. I'm done at that point. I think so far that one is in second place for worst job on this list. Yeah. That's Some of these people are just Imagine how terrible that must feel. And like this is telling me that this person, they pretty much spent the entire 10 months at that job thinking about how horrible it is to be doing what they're doing and how the hell do I get out of this. Literally, I'm guaranteeing you that's what they did for those 10 months 10 months you know that's what they did and then one day they were just like yeah why am i still here let's get the hell out of here and then they made the turn they made i mean it doesn't (laughs) matter which side you agree with right just matters that they were smart enough to do what they did i like it all right how about the night manager for a pizza place next to a huge university campus oh man this would be fun i I would like this job I was no, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. I was getting paid twelve fifty an hour sure. to manage a staff, deal with drunks, deal with insanely high sales volumes, and be a bouncer. And I was only twenty one. Nice. Every week, I would have to shut down the bathrooms because something went horribly wrong. Most weekend nights, I would have to kick people out, sometimes by force, and I would be there until eight a.m. Sometimes cleaning up. The openers would arrive while I was still trying to take care of the aftermath Sucks. of the previous night. That job would not be fun. That just sucks. But, you know, quite honestly, it's like any other job where you're dealing with the public. Yeah. It really is. I mean, when you're dealing with the public, you get a mixture. I mean, sorry, guys, but look around your friend group, and there's going to be those people who, no matter what, they're always awesome people. Then there's going to be those people that, no matter what, they're not awesome people. But for (laughs) some reason, they're part of your circle. I mean, let's be real. You're keeping them in your circle. You didn't cut them off. They're just awful people, and you know they're awful people, so you expect them to be awful people. And then there's everything in between, and you just know who is what. So, come on, man. Like, (laughs) don't pretend. You know the answer, but that's funny. Next one. I worked at a toilet seat factory back in the 80s. Toilet seat factory? On the assembly line. I ran the machine that put the little bumpers on the underside of the seat. Absolutely fucking mind-numbing. I was just a kid. No doubt. Even I could see this was a nothing job. Met this lady who had been there 15 years and was still only making five bucks an hour. Minimum wage was 315 at that time. I was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) 
I lasted 1.5 shifts, quit on my second day, went to lunch, and never went back. Wow. Wow. You know, I relate to that because I had been working. I had been working for um, Warehouse Records, and um, I opened our a store in a certain city. And somebody from another company, a district manager from another company who had a store in that same city saw this and recruited me to their company. And I went to their company and it was clothing and it just wasn't for me. I I did it for the money and the money was really good. (laughs) Um, Really good. Well, then this other company comes along and they have a cool, they've got some cool ideas you know, that kind of thing. And I and I knew that the clothing thing wasn't for me, and this was way more for me. It was like music, you know? And so I jumped ship, and I went over there. And um, the pay was less by a lot. It was less than even the job I had originally left to go to the middle job that then I went to this job. Wow. Like, I went down in pay, you know? Yeah, like you two did. Moves. But... I equalized that pay in like three months because this company believed in like giving all of their management monthly bonuses based off of the performance against their goals. So, you know, if you had a goal of 10,000 and you did 12,000 while you were 20% over, you got 120% of the bonus. Oh, so if you were, if you were 20% under, would you only get 80% of the bonus? Yes. And it's fair. Oh, but it's fair. It's like commission, only better. That's awesome. Well, yeah, it was. It was. It was freaking great. See, I they mean, needed to give this guy incentives. The more bumps you stick on the bottom of those toilet seats, the more money you make. Exactly. That that's that's a good way to tie it right back into that story and go to the next one. Right. Dog groomer. <laughs> Trying to have a haircut or trim nails on a dog that is not yours while getting bitten peed on, pooped on, and hair splinters in your skin from using the clippers. Most dogs and cats were nervous and scared, and while I'm not really good with animals, some were just not trained or socialized at all. I had a dog come in with matted hair all over. The poor thing looked like it had been that way for a while. When I went to shave his tail, I actually found barbed wire in his tail hair. His skin was so sensitive from not being able to be cleaned or aired out, it was covered in fleas. He was scared of the dryer noises. It took me a long time to get him calmed down and cleaned up. I was so mad at someone that someone had let him get like that. See, the whole reason someone would be a dog groomer in the first place is because they love dogs. You'd have to. Who would? Who in the hell would be a dog groomer and hated being a dog? Hated dogs. Like, who would be a personal trainer that hates going to the gym? Right. Come on. That like, if someone said to me, and guess what, Mike. Tori has decided she's going to become a personal trainer. I would laugh my ass off. Not because you're not capable of being a personal trainer, and you damn well know I don't think that. Because you tell me how much you hate going to the gym, and then there you are. I'm going to choose a career of something that makes me go to the gym multiple times every day, and I'm going to smile while I'm doing it. Hell no, you're not. That would make me laugh so hard. I'd be Why like, do I have she's to smile? got you. I just need to be there to yell at the person until they work out. That would be fine. <laughs> No, like, you actually have bitch, to craft. You're not pushing yourself you hard have to enough. Actually, craft a workout that works. I have you for which that. Which means you have to go to the gym to figure out how working out works. I have you for that. That's funny. That is funny. I like that. Yep. Alrighty. How many more you got? A couple. I have two good. more. Good. Let's go. Okay. Do it. 
worked nights doing laundry in a long-term care facility, which included washing bodily waste out of reusable diapers, <laughs> along with washing all of the rest of the laundry in super hot water. It was summer and so hot and so smelly and so awful. I was by myself and had to do all the night laundry during my shift. This was a brutal job. Nasty. But great pay. It was a brutal job but great pay? Yeah. So bro is essentially saying that... While the job was gross, it was worth it. While the it. job was gross, he got paid more than enough for doing the job. Because if you thought... Wouldn't you agree with me that if you thought pay was just enough, you'd be like... Well, pay was You'd okay. You'd be looking for something else. Pay was okay. You know, wasn't wasn't anything great. But when you say pay was good, to me that means I got more than what I should get for this job. More than yeah, it. yeah. I mean, and I don't care by how much. Could be by a penny, but you got you know you're getting more than you deserve. Let's just put it that way. Right. It's like I'll tell you, like, or when, at least the high end of what you deserve. It reminds exactly, but it reminds me of when we went um, to the court and. Um, the contract was supposed to start on a specific date. I remember it was like a Friday. And I was like, why the hell are they starting us on a Friday? What a dumb day to start new people. No one's going to be there. And sure enough, you know, no one was there. We had no computer. There was no internet for us. We could not connect to their firewall to get out to the internet because, you know, we couldn't use our laptops for that because it had to be conf- configured, blah, 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 for two weeks. He was they told so us just read books. So just read books and use your phone to surf the web if you want to. And we kept saying, are you sure you don't want us to just stay at home and come back when this stuff is done and we'll start then and save money? No, 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 we have to do it. Well, we found out later that they had gotten a grant and the grant required that they start spending the money regularly by a certain date. Isn't that funny? That the grant would rather not, the grant would rather them start on a certain day and waste like 15 grand. Rather, like, rather than just postpone, give them a two-week extension and not waste that $15,000. Isn't that ridiculous? Or even if they made it a, if you haven't started by this date, you're not eligible to start until the first of the following month. And make them wait. I mean, why not? There's easy ways to make rules. But you're right. The grant company is the one who encouraged the waste of the money. So if anyone right. wants to have any anger, it should be towards whoever wrote the grant. Not towards people who took the grant. People who took the grant, they just did what they're supposed to be able to do within the rules that they were given. I mean, but they should have gotten their shit together and had everything ready for the date that you actually needed to start. Yeah, were That's they lazy? That's their fault. But- were, they, were, they, were they, you know, lacking organization? Yes, because they knew about this position. If you remember, I interviewed for it like six months before I started, and I thought it was a, you know dead project because no one ever called back and then here they are you know hello come on in i'm like damn and now that was a situation where i went from getting paid peanuts to getting paid what i was worth right okay now this last one last one and then i have to make a comment before you're allowed to give your feedback so you have to hold on okay so you're gonna i'm gonna get it straight because before it's been you say your thing i comment then you comment this time it's you're gonna say your thing then you have something to say then i can say my thing yeah got it okay disney store i had to stand outside with a massive stuffed pluto on my shoulders and scream pluto can be your best friend for 39.99 for six hours straight now, I have to say, that is the most anticlimactic number one I've ever experienced. Number one should have been the murder hotel. Doesn't this place know how to publish articles properly? Yeah. 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 
I agree with you exactly. The murder hotel is really the most shocking. Should be the number one. Like you wouldn't expect it to come, and all of a sudden, whoa! I think this Disney store person is just a whiner. Um. Yeah. Well, I can. While I can relate to what they're saying, you know, I wouldn't want to sit there and do what he's doing. It is still whining. You took the job, man. You know, I think places like Disney Store would get better productivity and employee satisfaction of their people if they had, because you know, there's there's multiple different types of jobs at the Disney yeah. Store. There's cashier people. There's people walking around and making sure the children didn't stick their stinky snot on the inventory. Uh-huh. And then there's this dude yelling about Pluto. Okay, that's at least three. He had a six-hour shift. Why couldn't he spend two hours doing each of the things, you know? That way, his job is varied, and he'd be much happier. Yeah. I'm happier when my job is varied. There's always solutions to problems. You just have to want to find the solution. I mean, if you give up right away and you don't want to find the solution, well, you you reap what you sow, man. You reap what you sow. So, I don't know. You know, one thing I want to, you know, say is, you know, I already said I agree with you on that, but I wanted to mention that um how important it is that you stop every once in a while and take a breather and kind of let life happen a little bit and then get back in the driver's seat and start driving again you know like in other words take a break once in a while you can't be 100% of the time about work and 0% of the time about play you got to have some play time and you know what? If you've always been the 100% work, 0% play, make it 99 to 1. And then a little while later, make it 98 to 2. And slowly get yourself up to like 10% You'll find play time. that you get 50% more done if you yeah. spend 25% of your time Bingo. playing. More productivity. More productivity. So Just like I said about the Disney dude. When his life is varied, he's happier. Exactly. So... On that particularly thrilling note. That was the, that was our coaching tip of the day. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Briasaurus. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production. <laughs>